Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Pick and Play podcast. Uh, today we are going to be breaking down the AFC, uh, where free agency is taking the teams, with the draft taking the teams. Uh, we'll be covering our own favorite teams here, Tennessee and Baltimore. And with that, we are joined by Leo, Florida man. Pick and scroll hoops on Twitter. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm really ready for this pod. You know, the last one we were doing NFC stuff. To be real, I don't give a damn about the NFC. So this is the pod that I was waiting for. Yeah, I am. You know, obviously both of our passions lie in the AFC. uh, But, um, you know, it is. uh, I I think the NFC drew up all of the uh, offseason juice so far. I I think. Yeah, so, you know, there was a lot of juicy meat on the bone there with. Basically, two teams, three teams getting new quarterbacks, you know, with the Bucks, Eagles, and Packers. So, let's flip over into the AFC now. Uh, we'll save the AFC South for last, because uh, I think there's, I mean, if any team's been juicy this offseason, it's Houston. Um, and let's go out to the defending champs and start with the AFC West. Uh, and with the West comes the Chiefs, and with the Chiefs comes Speed. Uh, their offseason's been pretty quiet, which is which is okay. Um, these are one of the, the corner cases where uh, it is a young team, so the youth will make this team better and better every year until they reach their apex. Patrick Mahomes will get better. But then they go into the draft, and they really draft speed right away in the first round, taking a surprise running back um, who is pro- you know, immediately Andy Reid compared to being better than Brian Westbrook, which little slow your roll there. I get it, but let's slow down. Uh, if he is Brian Westbrook, I don't know how you keep that team from scoring 45. Yeah, I thought that that was a, a very solid pick, but I didn't expect it. I didn't see that coming because you're coming off a season where, or you're coming off a Super Bowl, rather, where Damian Williams had an argument for Super Bowl MVP. Uh, so, I, I mean, maybe if you don't want to pay Damian Williams, I guess I understand taking the kid from LSU. Uh, but I didn't think that that was an area of need. Now, that being said, it sounds like the, the kid that they got from LSU, uh, Edwards Hilaire, is yep. a dynamic pass-catching back who's shifty. You know, it's going to be another nightmare for the AFC. But I just didn't think that that's where they were going to go with that pick. What's funny is when they were on the clock, I looked at my uh, looked at my friends and I said, this is going to be a running back. Uh, I just why did you think that? Because I didn't think that. Uh, so it's when I look at Kansas City and I look at Andy Reid, I don't associate him at all with defense. And right. so when you look at this draft, you go, "Who are you going to take?" Right? Who are you going to take? Your line's pretty set. You're returning your line. Your quarterback's set. You've got a Pro Bowl tight end, Pro Bowl wide receiver. You've signed Sammy Watkins for a few years, so they already have depth there. Where are they going? Um, you could go defense, but again, I just went, that's not Andy Reid's style. Now, I thought they were going to go with Swift. I thought they would go, hey, you know who would really com- you know who would really compliment Mahomes? Just any real production out of the backfield um, that's not manufactured by Andy Reid. So I-, I thought that that's where they would use some help. And sure as shit, they go ahead and draft a running back. Right, having uh, Patrick Mahomes on a rookie contract is damn near criminal. Yeah. I'm looking at his numbers right now. Holy shit. I know. Um, he right now is leading the way for me to be the uh, MVP again. So uh, I'm not $5 sure. $5 million dollars the next season. I know. Yeah. Look, he's, he's dirt cheap. Uh, quarterbacks on rookie deals are the best deal in pro sports. 
the 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 thing is some teams decide to take that opportunity and squander it but uh, other teams are rebuilding yeah i i don't have anything left on the chiefs they they won the Super Bowl. They were probably the favorite to win the next Super Bowl, and their offense somehow got better. So we're probably in trouble. Yep. Yeah. You. You just. It's going to be one of those things where if you can, you're going to have to get a lead on them and hold a lead. This is a. This is the old Indianapolis Colts with Peyton Manning, where you're like, okay, cool, we're up like 21-7. You're like, okay, that's not enough. This has got to be a 35-point game. So keep scoring. Don't get conservative. You're going to have to punch them dead. You know, we'll see if anyone can do that. Uh, the rest of the division is taking a cue from that and going, we're not going to try to out-defend these, you know, the Chiefs. We're going to outshoot them. And, and with San Diego, San Diego already has their weapons. Um, LA. LA. LA, yeah, LA. Whew. Uh, you know, I, I, I really am, I'm at the point where I'm like, if they had won a Super Bowl in San Diego, that's what I'd call them forever. But as a team that, yeah, uh, until you win one in your new town, you've never really left. Uh, but as a team that didn't win much of anything, uh, the San Diego Char- San Diego Chargers moving to L.A. Uh, they have their uh, quarterback of the future now, which is going to sit behind Tyrod Taylor. Uh, we've seen this with Tyrod Taylor. I think he's like perennially the guy before the guy. Uh, now, Tyrod Taylor, I was making a joke with my buddy the other day. He's always ready for his one-year $12 million. Always. He's always ready, every year. It doesn't matter what city, he's ready for his one-year $12 million. Yeah, and look, he, it's a lot like uh, Fitzpatrick. Right, right. At some point during this season, Tyrod will roll his ankle. The yeah, yeah. Will step in, and then he'll do it again in another city the following season. Yeah, he'll end up. Uh, I don't even know where he'll end up. I'll, I'll tell you what the weird thing is right now with the NFL is a lot of teams end up having their pick, but uh, having their quarterback. Uh, but you know, San Diego already has a ton of weapons. I really like Eckler. I I, I like what they can do. Um, I like their flexibility. They go out and get Justin Herbert. I'm not huge on Justin Herbert. Uh, but if he's your guy, he's your guy. You you know you get him for the pick six. You know, pick six. You don't have to trade up for him. You don't have to trade back. He's right there. Uh, you draft Kenneth Murray next, uh, linebacker. So they're going to be able, you know they're trying to sure up probably the one spot on the defense. That back end of the defense is pretty porous. They do have a great pass rush. So if they can just solidify anything there on defense, I think they can be a good team. Um, they play the uh, Chiefs the most competitive out of any team in that division. Uh, I just my biggest problem with them is I don't see how they're going to compete next year. Uh, and and it's all depending on if Herbert's really good because Mahomes is phenomenal. Like, we've seen this. When you have a dominant quarterback, you kind of own your division for years. Uh, the, the Patriots have done it. The Green Bay's done it. Uh, the Chiefs have been doing it with Alex Smith in that division for a while now. Uh, so it's tough to go in, and, and you're going to need an ace to dethrone the Chiefs or something like Andy Reid to retire. Yeah, when it comes to the Chargers, it's hard for me to get that excited because, I mean, I know they, they have a new quarterback situation this year, but who's to say that that's going to be any better than Rivers has been? Um, but I feel like every season we talk about how talented their roster is, and then they don't do shit. Well, a so big... I- I'm tired of them. A big problem is I've never believed in Lynn as a coach. Uh, I don't think he gets the team ready to play. I don't think he makes the right decisions. I think uh, messing around with uh, Ingram last year 
really hurt the team chemistry. Eckler was clearly the more productive back. They were better with, with him. Uh, and then they went ahead and added Ingram back into the mix. And they never... Uh, Gordon. Is, Gordon Ingram's the... Uh, the Melvin Ingram's their linebacker. The linebacker. Yeah, yeah. Gordon. Melvin Gordon is the uh, running back. And he just... I just didn't think they gelled as soon as he came back into the game. Um, you're going to be without Phillip Rivers now. Phillip Rivers looked like he fell off a wagon pretty you know, pretty steadily the past couple years. Uh, they Shout still... out to the Colts for giving him money. Yeah, right. I, I don't really know what, what we're going to get to the Colts. But um, for the Chargers, I go, you still don't have a great offensive line. You don't really have much of an offensive line. The back end of your defense is suspect. You've got a great pass rush and you got great weapons. You 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 you're everything but a good team like you have the pieces if you're you know they have the pieces that teams look to add to get over to the hump to be super bowl contenders but they have none of the basics so uh, I, I don't see any improvement in san diego this year and herbert's gonna have to be really good behind a really porous line and i just don't see that happening yeah i'm with you uh, i don't see it for the chargers this year but if herbert's the answer then i guess things could turn around pretty quickly because they like we said the the roster is talented but uh, until something amazing happens like herbert turns out to be a franchise quarterback uh, i'm not really paying attention to what the chargers are doing yep i agree uh, another team that's really going to fly a bit under the radar that's very similar is the denver broncos lack of offensive line uh they've got some secondary pieces great pass rush good young weapons on offense uh, they have a ton of running backs now, uh, maybe too many, and they're going to rely on Drew Locke, who we didn't see a whole lot of, to come in uh, and make cha- and make plays. They, again, they draft offensive weapons to put around him, but, you know, this is, this is teams trying to catch up with someone who's two or three paces ahead of you. Kansas City already rebuilt their, their offensive line. Uh, they don't have a back end of the defense. Um, but but they make up it for it with all those weapons, and I'm seeing these teams add weapons and add young QBs, and I don't know where the line play is that's going to support QB growth. I'm with you. I'm with you to a certain extent, but I think the team's young. You know, they're still building. I don't think that they think they're they're ready to contend this year. I know that that boy Drew Locke's probably rubbing his hands together like Birdman right now, ready to throw <laughs> to his new weapons. You got Sutton and Judy out there now. No yep. fans still look decent. Yeah, he's got some toys over there, and they've Phillip got Lindsay in the backfield, and that's where uh, Gordon ended up. And Melvin Gordon, no, that's right. So yeah, I, he's probably rubbing his hands together, ready for the season to start. But like you said, until they fix the line, until you know, I, I don't think they're ready this year. But hmm. the, the the ceiling is sky high, and, and, and that's my opinion. Yeah, and honestly, that's what's going to move. We move over to the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, you know, the, what's, what I like about the Raiders is now I feel like they're just a quarterback away from being decent. They had a ton of injuries to their defense last year. Oh, the young defensive players that I really liked. They had a steal last year in the draft with um, Max. Ah, crap. I, I, I had his name Crosby. written. Crosby. I was like, I had it written down and I deleted it. Uh, I just backspaced over it. Um, but they have a steal there, so they have some pass rush. They add more picks this year. Al Davis, you know, wherever he's laying buried, he just rose up out of the grave. This was an absolutely Al Davis throwback draft. We're going to draft 
athletic freaks and we're going to draft speed. And we are just going to beat you with those two things. You add Ruggs, they add Bowden, they add uh, Brian Edwards. Three wide receivers in this draft. They you know, add In the first round, they do take uh, uh, Domon Arnett, uh, the cornerback out of Ohio State. So really, first four picks, they take three wide receivers. This whole, this whole division is saying, giddy up. We're just going to try to score points. Right. I also like the the Raiders. They snagged a cornerback from Louisiana Tech, Amik Robertson, in the fourth round. Yeah. I really liked him. I really liked him. That was a solid pick. I think they, they might have had a great draft. They got two corners. They got a couple receivers. Obviously, we'll see if it all pans out because, you know, they could all suck. But on paper, I, I don't mind their draft. No, no. I like it on paper. And at worst case, the thing that uh, I – so – Speed is speed, right? Uh, you know, you got to catch the ball. I don't think we have a question about the rugs. They're going to be a fast team. They're going to be a competitive team. They, I, I, I really think they're one quarterback away now. I think their line's set. Uh, they do a little more help, but I, th- but I think it's close. Uh, the defense should get healthier. It's young. It's evolving. Uh, get. It's time for Derek Carr out of there. Um, yeah. Here's one scenario. What happens in the middle? You think healthy Mariota takes his job? God no. Uh, what's the difference between those two? Two check down city champions. Like, what's the, what's the, why, I just don't understand you bringing Mariota out of everyone. Look, I'd like Winston in that offense more. At least he'd sling it around. Yeah, yeah, I can feel you. I mean, I think that Mariota is only the better option based on money. Uh, Mariota's not making that much money on his, I think, two year deal that he signed over there, but Carr is making, uh, with 20 million this year, 19 million this year, and 19.6 million the following year, 19.8 million after that. They got to cut him at some point. Yeah, uh, my big thing with him, uh, why, why wasn't Cam Newton an option there? You, you, uh, I don't know. I, uh, it, it would be a good option, in my opinion. I think Tam, Cam's still got some if he's healthy. He's, I think, what, 31? I mean, of course, I think he's definitely got some. He's basically sat out two years now. So he's got to be healthy. If he's not healthy, that's it for him, okay? You're not going to get to 32 and round the corner and get healthy. Uh, You're either healthier now or or that's probably the end of it. But still, if Jameis, you know, we got Jameis Mariota, these quarterbacks moved. uh, I just don't understand how Cam Newton doesn't get a landing spot there. Because really, at the end of the day, you're going to be watching this team in games and Derek Carr is going to lose three or four of them for you. Uh, he's just captain check down. He's not aggressive enough to take out teams that are going to be going for the gusto, uh, like the Chiefs. I think, uh, like Denver's going to be. Uh, they just are. They've got the bullets and they lack the gun. And I, I that always I think is a huge misstep for teams. I'm calling Mario to take the job by week nine. It, That's it, my prediction right now. Here's the thing: if he takes it by week nine, by week twelve he lost it again. <laughs> I just John Gruden's gonna there's lose his mind. In there. I promise you, there's a good quarterback in there. He just I, needs some protection. Okay, I saw him leave a team and then the team make the AFC Championship. I have a tough time believing that. Um, you have a valid point, but the Titans gave up the third most sacks in the league last year. Like the man was getting his ass whooped for a few years. I don't know how Tannehill held up, but. It, going to get his ass whooped in the future too if they don't get that pass protection figured out uh, i think that's going to be a problem for the titans so we'll have to cover them in a little bit let's flip out of the west let's move to the east uh i'll start with the team i think finishes in last in that division 
the New England Patriots. Oh, okay. From fir- spicy from here. first to last, uh, this team, you know, this was a team quarterbacked by Tom Brady. Okay, we know Tom Brady is. We know what he brings to the table. So it was quarterbacked by Tom Brady, and where does that get them? A first round bounce in the playoffs, and honestly, they skidded down the runway landing that plane. Uh, they lose to Miami in week 16. They drop out of a bye week, which they definitely needed. That is so unpatriot-like. And I struggle after this draft and offseason to go, so Stidham's going to be your quarterback. Okay. Who's he throwing to? Who's going to run the ball? We saw these players with Tom Brady, and it did not work. Now, are, are you trying? You, you lost Dante Skarnecki, one, one of the best offensive line coaches. He retired again. I'm just not sure what the direction is. Uh, you trade out of the first round. You take in the fifth round. You take a kicker with some uh, questionable background, and and you you add no real substantial pieces to make your team better. Uh, you can look in the mirror and go, look, uh, maybe Andy Dalton or someone shows up there and they're more competitive. But in a division where everyone else, I think, got a little better, the Patriots didn't. All right, so. I agree with you and I disagree with you. Uh, in, in terms of getting better, I think that they, it looked like they turned over most of the roster over the offseason, or at least it feels like they did. A lot yes. of people are missing that we've grown used to in New England. Um, at the same time, though, I can't roll with them being last in the division. I can't roll with that. You're telling me, I don't care if it's me on the field out there. I feel like Bill Belichick will find a way to, to finish up above. Brian Flores and Adam Gase and uh, what's the Bills coach's name? Uh, Sean McDermott. McDermott, yeah. At, at a certain point, I feel like coaching is worth a few wins, and I don't think Bills finishing below all of them. If you want to say that they're not going to win the division, I, I can roll with that. But last, I can't roll with that. Yeah, I just think the rest of these teams make a leap. I also think that the Patriots. You know, and if they add a quarterback, who knows? Well, I'll revisit it. But right now, I'm not seeing where they can score 18 points. And I just think in today's NFL, not being able to score 18 points is a problem. Uh, go hey, ahead. Don't sleep on Stidham. I feel like Stidham might su- surprise some people this year. I, I wouldn't call myself – I'm not in Stidham Hive. You know, he's, he's not my boy or anything. But I do feel like there's a reason why they let Tom go and didn't look to replace him. And I think they might really – they might fuck with Stidham. And that's fine. You know, they liked, you know, Matt Castle. They've done well with those, with some of those backups. But I go, is Stidham might be the fifth best quarterback in that draft behind Fitz, Tua, Darnold, and Allen. And I don't think anything of Allen. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I just, I can't see them finishing last. I can't. Yeah, I, look, it's weird. And, and that's kind of where I go. Every year the NFL rotates them to uh, playoff teams out and some teams bounce hard. We, I, I look at like, you know, you know, that's, that's just where I say, I say, you know, sometimes you look for a team, how are you going to lose four games this year? Well, you lose your quarterback, right? Uh, we saw Tom Brady struggle with those weapons. I just, even if Stidham's good, year two Stidham, is he going to blow everyone out of the water? You know, I've heard no reports that Stidham's been pushing, you know, Tom Brady in any way. So we'll see. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. I could just see them finishing, you know, seven and nine, eight and eight. And if they do, that's not going to be last in that division. No, you're probably right. They, it could be close. Um, so next team that I think finishes going bottom up, the Jets. Uh, they're quickly, and I mean hurtling towards uh, the New York Giants game plan of what if 
we draft a quarterback and take no advantage of the fact that they're on a rookie deal. Yeah, I feel like with the Jets, it all started with the hiring of Gase. I didn't like that hiring from the from jump. And what they've done since then, I haven't been a big fan of. So that's what I don't understand with the Gase hiring. Um, you watch him in your division for years uh, really underperform, and your decision is to sign him to your rookie quarterback and let him go from there. And... I just don't quite understand the, well, he ruined Tan, not ruined, but we see what, you know, we've seen what Tannehill's done. You know, he just went to the championship game. You couldn't muster that in Miami, and now you're up with the Jets. You know, I, I don't know. I, I like their draft a lot. They get uh, they get Mekhi Becton, the huge, huge man, 6'7", 364. Yeah, that dude looks like a monster, and so does Denzel Mims. And, and Denzel Mims, they get both of them. Uh so you finally add a weapon for Darnold. Uh, you lose one in Robbie Anderson, which, again, I'm like, what are we doing? How are you going to use Le'Veon Bell? Are you actually going to use him this year? Uh, they had a lot go wrong for him last year, so they could right the ship. This, to me, is a third-place team uh, in that division, unless something substantial changes. Uh, we'll have to see how Beckton does. Does Mims show out as a number one? Because even as a number one, I don't really know who's filling behind him. Uh, they drafted a little bit of everything. Uh, they got a backup quarterback. They got a punter in the sixth round. How do you feel about the, the backup quarterback? They drafted James Morgan from FIU. And normally I don't put too much stock into drafting a backup quarterback, but the fourth round isn't the round where you're taking flyers on people. You know what I mean? In the fourth round, I feel like you're still ex expecting contributors. So what do you think about them taking a quarterback in the fourth? I think your backup can be a contributor. Uh, we saw Darnold miss games last year with Mono. And, and honestly, you go, okay, how many games did he miss? He missed well, four weeks. They were terrible. Terrible without him. I think you got to put right. someone behind him. Um, and, and look, it's a little insurance. Darnold's coming up on a contract in a couple years. Let's say that James Morgan does just flourish, right? Easy. He's cheaper than Darnold. Ship Darnold off, you start him. Drafting a quarterback in the fourth round is really just a win-win. Uh, it gives you a solid replacement um, as well as, uh, you know, provides that weird chance the coin flips right. Uh, and you do have a quarterback of the future, and perhaps he's better than what your starter is. Yeah, I'm with you. If I'm Darnold, I'm looking over my shoulder a little bit. You know what I mean? I mean, Darnold, he's looked, he's looked all right, I think, in, in his time in the league so far, but he hasn't done anything to where he's irreplaceable. No, definitely not. Um, and and I, but my whole thing is I don't even know if he can. I, you know, with Adam Gase, unless they fix Gase, then then that team's going to be stuck stuck in the mud. Uh, then moving up the board for me, uh, I've got Miami as the the second best team in that division. I love Tua. I hope he doesn't play till like week eight. I hope Fitz gets to take the build, uh, take the start. They drafted a lot of players. They had a, they they brought in a lot of defensive players and free agency. They were big spenders. And I'll tell you this, I love Brian Flores. I love how he prepared that team last year. That team had no business winning the amount of games they did. But they were after the first half of the season, they settled in. They got feisty. They got competitive. 
you could see the leadership that he's put in really show. And for me, when you talk about wins and coaching, this is it. I think Brian Flores is the second best coach in that division. I really like Sean McDermott too, uh, but I, I really like what I see in Brian Flores after one year. I like what they're doing over there. It looks like they really went into this trying to address the offensive line. Uh, they, they took two, uh, um, and then they followed that up with an offensive tackle from USC. Uh, about 18, 19 picks later in the second round, they took a guard from Louisiana. And then, let's see, two rounds after that, they took another guard. So they're, they're really, you know, they're, they're gearing up to help to uh, you know, give him the help that he needs. But I think next they need to address their weapons because Devontae Parker is only taking you so far. No, I think that's something that's going to be coming up for them. Uh, but this was it, right? You, you want to fix the line. We talked about these teams that have their quarterbacks, have their weapons, and no offensive line. Uh, that's what the Browns did to the uh, – we'll get to them, but that, that's what the Browns did. Okay, here you go, Baker. Oh, no line. Oh, well, you know, it's going to hurt you. Uh, you know, and you were talking about it with Mariota. All, you can have all the weapons in the world. It doesn't matter. <laughs> if you get hit, sacked 30 times in a season, 40 times in a season, and you get hit 60, it, it, it messes with you in a big way. Um, so I, I really like what Miami's doing. If you build a strong offensive line – you, you can win a few games just with that. If Tua is good towards the end of the year, this is a team that I think, think is around 4-4 four and four when Tua takes over and they finish right around 9-7. and seven. I think most of this division finishes anywhere between 6-10 uh, and 10-6. And and That's where I have the totality of this season. Yeah, yeah, I could see this being a close race this year because, I mean, I guess the Bills would have to be the favorite to win the division, but I'm not that confident in the Bills ever. So I think the Bills are one quarterback away from being a contender for the Super Bowl. Josh Allen ain't it. Uh, I see too many times where the game, uh, where the, you know, they say as pros, and you hear it when quarterbacks talk about it, where the game slows down for him. For Josh Allen, everything looks like it's sped up. He looks like he's on a hamster wheel. He cannot throw a deep ball. He, you know, he is not accurate. He relies on his athleticism, and he did not run as much last year. And you want to know why? He takes licks. So when that game speeds yeah, he's up, getting his ass whooped out there. He's not, he's gonna stop all that running soon because he's not shifty like Lamar. And no, he'll run and then take the big pop. He's not shifty. He's he's a big athletic. He's a strider. It's like uh, Cam Newton a little bit. Now he's not as big as Cam, but he's not, he's a strider, right? You know these big galloping open field looks impressive. Can get to the sideline, these straight yard runs. But when he gets hit, it looks awful. I don't really think he can throw. I think they win this division, and this is the weakest division in the AFC, in my opinion. Uh, th this is the division that kind of lets everyone, uh, will let everyone down after years of dominance. Eventually, it'll be Miami's. Um, I, I just, I also don't like the Bills signing Jake Fromm. I don't know what that does for you. Uh, he is all the same. I would guess that that's Allen insurance for if he gets popped on one of these runs. Yeah, but I look, uh, my friend's a Georgia Bulldog. A back there, though. I'm sorry, go ahead. I agree with you. I have a friend who's a Georgia Bulldog fan, so I watch some of those games. I, I, a couple times he'd make passes that look good, but 70% of the time, I, I, I kept thinking how you would ever win with this guy. So. That, that's my thought on Jake Fromm and the Bills, and that's that's where I stand. I think the Bills are a, a good a good coach team with a good offense and a great defense and a bad quarterback. And I got news for you. That just doesn't work. Yeah, 
I've expressed over the last few podcasts how I feel about the Josh Allen Bills because my boy Stephon Diggs is on that roster now. Um, so I won't beat Josh Allen over the head any more than you just did. I, I don't like the Bills, but you're right. They're, they're probably going to be the favorite to win the division this year. Looks like they went offense in the draft. Uh, I mean, yep. they started off with A.J. Epinesa, uh, DN, but then they go running back, wide receiver, quarterback, kicker, wide receiver. So looks like they, they're trying to get Allen some help, I guess. Yeah, you know, don't you have enough talent around them? It's just, you know, now you've got Diggs. Um, you've got, uh, uh, darn, the running John back. Brown. Uh, John Brown. You've got John Brown. You've got Speed. you got Cole Beasley. And you've got uh, um, Singletary. Look good. There, Singletary. Year, I and I go, you know, 19 points against the Texans in the playoffs. Just And you had that a half. I, you know, that's my problem, right? How did they stonewall you? You now you have more weapons. There's zero excuses. So the Josh Allen wins a playoff game, um, pushes them through, and they look real good. And he drowns the corner, or it's time to look somewhere else. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And maybe Jake Fromm is that someone else? I don't know. See, I think they could be one of those teams that's in the lead for like uh, Aaron Rodgers. Ooh. All right, a quick sidebar. Yep. I saw something right before we did this pod that I thought was interesting. What do you think? I got two potential Aaron Rodgers teams for you. First team, New England. How do you feel? I mean, I would be terrified uh, because Bill with another Hall of Fame quarterback. For whatever reason, I, 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 I think Bill wants to rebuild. You know, he just wants to do it again once. Uh, he's getting up there in age. Uh, bringing in uh, winning, I don't know. Winning Super Bowls to me is the ultimate goal, but it may not be his motivation anymore. And his motivation may be to, hey, you know what? I want to do this whole rebuild again. I want, you know, I built one. You know, I might have six good years left. I could build another run and pass this on to somebody. So, if he runs the Aaron Rodgers, I don't know why you, you know, the Tom Brady separation. In my opinion, you know. Uh, that's why, you know, I haven't heard, you haven't heard anything about Cam Newton or anything like that. I, I think this is a team that is rebuilding and is fine with that. And that's what Bill wants to do. Uh, and you see that in their draft, right? Like, what did they do in their draft? They rebuilt. They, they had about a million picks to do it, so. And that's what you do when you're rebuilding. You get a bunch of picks, you trade back. You, you take as much talent as possible. They have good pieces. It's a great defense. I just don't – no help to the offense is coming. Right, okay. So moving off the Patriots, the second team that I just saw, you know, I saw people throwing it around, was the 49ers. Let's say they go through this season, they realize that Jimmy isn't the guy. Aaron Rodgers is mad over there. He says, yo, I'm, get me out of here. He's from Cal. You know that he probably respects Kyle Shanahan. What do you think about that? So, in order for him to end up at either one of those places, to me, the the Green Bay Packers would have to release Aaron Rodgers, uh, which I haven't looked at his contract, but I don't see him them trading them to the 49ers. Uh, so, he'd probably trade to an AFC team, uh, and that's why I think someone like the Bills, uh, you know, not a, not a contender most people think of as a contender, um, because I think that's what they're going to do. They have him under contract, so I, I just wouldn't be surprised if it was a trade. And if it's a trade, you know, I just can't see him outright cutting him, right? It's too strong of an asset. 
And then I can't see him going, hey, you know what we want to rebuild with? We want to rebuild and play the 49ers with Aaron Rodgers three times, you know, twice a year. You know, like, you know, if we make it to the playoffs, we're going to have to get through Aaron Rodgers. Uh, fuck no. I'm not dealing with that. Right, right. So it looks like the Packers, I pulled this contract up right now on SpotRack. They have a potential out if they want to take it after the 2021 season. So not this coming season, but the following season, they can they can release him with minimal dead money. Will they do that? I don't know. Um, I guess he he'll have a say in that. I would assume. If you had a nice car, would you sell it and then write it off for taxes? I mean, not sell it. Would you would you donate it and write it off for taxes, or would you try to sell it and make a buck? I would try to sell it, but if I couldn't come to a good price and I already have a new Ferrari in my garage uh, I might just let it go I think that's rare that you wouldn't find a good price for that car uh, especially uh, uh, how we see the NFL um, you know you're offering Aaron Rodgers I, you know it's not a free agency situation like Tom Brady which apparently he had five teams lining up as suitors uh, and he went to the one with all the weapons in the world for the 49ers you know it's it, what hurts going hey uh, a first and a second for Aaron done a, a second and a third like Aaron Rodgers are going to go for more than a third right you know even a third I think they'd be so disrespectful to him I think it you know, worst case scenario he's a first round pick uh, and and uh, and there'll be five or six teams lining up drooling over trying to get him and I think they're all going to be in the AFC I mean uh, what are the Colts going to do after this year? Uh, I don't fucking know. Well, that's, uh, you know. I, I hope suck. Well, yeah, right. But there are a lot of teams that are going, well, you know, we're not that far out. Aaron Rodgers would be good. I, I just don't see him going to an NFC team if the team has anything to say about it. If he has something to say about it, he's going to try to go to, like, the Bears. <laughs> right, right. I would love to see him on the Bears on the Bears twice a year. Yeah, that'd be great. All right, let's uh, let's slide on over to the AFC North, um, my stomping grounds, um, and let's start with the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals, it's pretty straightforward right now, right? Uh, tons of offensive weapons. They get their guy in Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe Burrow had the arguably the best uh, offensive year in college football history. Uh, they have a ton of weapons around him already. They are loaded offensively on talent. The defense yeah, is still Wayne grab T. Higgins for Joe Burrow real quick. They're going to run into the similar problems though. Who your offensive line is supposed to be coming back from injuries, which they lost. Uh, I think they lost their tackle in the garden in, in the off season last year, who they drafted. Right, right, yeah, they're getting a rookie left tackle back. Yep. Uh, so they're going to have some pieces to slot in. That team will be markedly better. Um, here are my questions: Who's coaching that team? I really don't think that's the answer, and. Uh, what's your defense going to look like? Uh, your, your team was porous everywhere. This isn't a one-year rebuild. It's exciting to look at the coach. But even a quarterback like Kyler Murray, like Kyler Murray to me is coming into a very similar situation that Joe Burrow is in Cincinnati. You know, you've got this offensive superstar quarterback who's going to be good for you. Your line's shaky. Your defense is shaky. You've got weapons on the outside. You end up with weapons in the backfield by the end of the year in Arizona. But your offense is line shaky. Your defense is shaky. 
and you get this mixed bag where you win five or six games and you go, okay, our glaring needs now are X, Y, and Z. You solve your quarterback, but I don't see this precipitous climb that some people are predicting. Andy Dalton did play games last year, and, and Andy Dalton is a, you know, I think he went to the playoffs like five times. He didn't win any games, but he did punch the ticket a bunch. So I don't see this precipitous climb that people think the Bengals are going to uh, go on this year. No, I'm, I'm riding with you on that one. I could see the Bengals being a threat in year three, maybe, if, if they draft right, if they get the right free agents, yada, yada. Yep. But this coming season, no, nah, uh, it's going to be a rebuild. Yeah. That, that team's not going to go from the number one pick to the playoffs. It's not happening. I agree. Uh, it looks like they did address some defensive issues in the draft. They picked a linebacker, Logan Wilson, from my Wyoming in the third. And another linebacker, Akeem Davis Gaither from uh, Appalachian State in the fourth round. So, I mean, they they know where their holes are. Let's see if they can plug them. So, here, here's my thought on that. Uh, so, are we saying that Joe Burrow and then all their other draft picks turn out to be good? And that's my problem, right? We know that only 30% of these players are going to be starters. 50% are going to be rotation guys, and the rest are going to be out of the league in three years. So, you you know, I look at the draft and go, if it was a position of need, you better have drafted like two or three people. Because... I like the Raiders approach. The Raiders approach. They went, one of you wide receivers is going to pan out. You're, you're, you're right, damn right. right. Let's take three and maybe one or two will hit. If two hits, we're, in, we're head over heels. So that's my thing with the Bengals. Here's your quarterback. You know, uh, that looks good. You've got Mixon, your running back. You've got Green. You draft a wide receiver. We'll see if he pans out. You look at your defense. You That cupboard's running bare. You you start to rebuild a little bit of it. With third-round picks, it's even, you know, it's, it's not a, it's not like they went and did four first-rounders. So, right. you know, that's where I go. This team still needs a lot to build. Yeah, no, I think maybe when we're doing this podcast at this time next year, we'll have more positive things to say about them. But, I mean, they're headed in the right direction. Yes, agreed. Uh, and next team, the the Cleveland Browns. Uh, uh, I try not to let my hatred uh, of the Browns get in the way of how I feel about them. Um, they have a ton of talent and nothing in between. Yeah, I'm always unenthusiastic about the Browns. The Browns are one of those teams that until you go out and you make the playoffs and show me, I don't care. But for conversation's sake, they did address the offensive line with their first round pick. They yep. got uh, Willis from Alabama. Yep. Uh, but thank God for Baker's sake, because he's he was getting blasted out there last season. Yep, and they got Conklin. They did. I mean, they might have bookend tackles right now. We'll see with Willis. We know what Conklin is. He's an all-pro right tackle. He's a pro bowler. He's solid. He's a great run run blocker. He's an all-right pass blocker. So I don't know how much that's going to help Baker, but. They're, they're taking steps. They're taking steps. This is a team that, that I think is on the up and up. I, I'm With the OBJ stuff, people have put it off that it's not, you know, there's no trade for OBJ. Uh, where there's smoke, there's fire with this guy. Uh, we'll see. They don't have a high 
quality character locker room. Okay, uh, you've got uh, everything that happened last year on the field where they melted down multiple times, and uh, one of one of the craziest acts I've seen in a while, smashing uh, Mason Rudolph over the head with a helmet. Um, that was crazy. And and you go on top of that, you had multiple meltdowns on the field. Baker Mayfield was not ready. He says he'll be ready this year. I have trouble believing that with everything that's going on. Um, and and we got to see more steps out of Baker. He didn't look good. And even with a bad offensive line, you mean to tell me with Chubb, Hunt, OBJ, Landry, Njoku, you you can't like Kyler Murray looked better with less. If you put Kyler Murray on that team, I think they might win a few games, honestly. Uh, you know, they, they need someone that's mobile if they're not going to protect him. I, I think this is a deeper team, uh, but talent was never the problem with this team. So we'll see. I don't like the Stefanski hiring at all. Uh, I don't think that – I don't think the analytics are going to help him. They went all analytics. And when you go all analytics, I got to tell you, you have to have people that understand and know football. And I don't know if they have that. The youth movement's great. But so far, the youth movement hasn't resulted in wins. Um, Let me ask you this. Because this team is in your favorite team's division, I'm assuming you have a good eye on them. What the fuck happened with John Dorsey? I thought that he was good. I thought he built built this Chiefs contender. You know, like, he comes over to Cleveland. I'm thinking he's going to do the same thing. And he added a bunch of talent. But what the fuck was that? That's what John Dorsey does. John Dorsey uh, is a great eye for talent. Here's the thing. John Dorsey doesn't want to be told what to do. When the Browns didn't do well last year, they basically said, hey, what's going to happen is we're going to pick a new coach. He said, uh, that's not the way this is going to work. Uh, I, I run the show. They said, well... Maybe you don't. And he went, look, I, I'm not doing that. If you're going to bring in an analytics department that's going to try to tell me how to do things, I'm out. So basically, the new analytic department is going to have multiple meetings a week with the head coach to tell him how to cater his team. I have pro- Your head coach is supposed to be the leader. He's not supposed to be a follower. And I think Stefanski's a follower. And I think you're going to get a lot of that. I think he's going to come in. Uh, I don't know how he's going to do in the heat of the moment in games. I think he'll prep very well during the week. Uh, I don't know if he's someone that the players will look up to and respect. Um, I think a big resurgence for the Browns two years ago under Baker Mayfield was when they fell under uh, Greg Williams and they got some swagger. And Greg Williams has a pedigree to whip everyone in line and say, look, I'm the motherfucker in this room. And if you want to speak up, you can get the fuck out. And, and, And I don't see that. He is a motherfucker's motherfucker, and uh, he's done some horrible things in the NFL for the modern era in a yesteryear time where he he was formed in. He, he widely celebrated, and he's the reason that the Saints won the Super Bowl. Um, I, I, and and for that, I, he'll never get a head coaching job, but when he got took over the Browns, they went with Kitchens, which again just tells you they have no idea what they're doing. Uh, and, and I think that's going to, I just don't see where they have the guy on their team to whip them in shape, to get them in line, to have them play as a team. They, they're going to lead the league in penalties again, if they don't get that respect, because John Dorsey filled that locker room with talented, troubled individuals. And the only way to get them together is have some kind of unifying voice. I just don't see it. Okay. 
I'm glad that you schooled me on that because I didn't really understand what was happening there. When John Dorsey signed in Cleveland, my expectation was, oh, shit, like Cleveland's about to be nasty. And it just never happened. Yeah, I mean, they made the right trades. They brought in a lot of talent, but I just, I don't see it. Um, Let's slide over to the Steelers. Uh, The Steelers drafted a wide receiver, so everyone loves that. They take a running back out of Maryland, um, they call him Ant-Man, who has a ton of high upside, uh, who I believe will end up starting by the end of the year. This is a ride-or-die season. Connor Connor can't stay healthy, and uh, this kid out of Maryland has the explosiveness. Um, He's the better runner. Anthony McFarland. Yep, yep. And, And I just don't see... You know, I, I just, I had Connor last year. I like Connor. I like his attitude, but the guy can't stay healthy. And it's everything. It's my hip. It's my shoulder. It's my wrist. It's my back. And I'm like, that's just not going to get better. You know, you, you now you have a whole off season where you're limited in training. I I just don't see it. I think that he ends up getting pushed, pushed to the side. And uh, uh, McFarland takes over. Uh, this is a do or die year for Ben. And I, last we saw Ben really was a 2018 season. He led the league in passing yards. They missed the playoffs. Antonio Brown blew up in week 17, left the team. Uh, they had already lost Le'Veon Bell. And I don't know if they've replaced any of that top-end talent. And so offensively, I expect this team to be better than it was last year. And they had eight wins without Ben. Uh, but Ben's often injured, and I just, you know, that's it. You're flipping a coin. If Ben comes back and doesn't look good, this is a six-win team. I, I, and that's just what I think. If Ben gets hurt, I think they played out of their mind last year, out of their mind for a series, fell apart at the end. I don't know if the, this is an eight-win team, a ten-win team. If Ben's good, this is a ten to twelve-win team. If if Ben isn't good, and I mean he's not the Ben we know, and Look, Eli, people in that draft that were with him, Eli's retired. Phillip Rivers look cooked. And Ben's taken more abuse than both of them combined. I don't know how it works for the Steelers this year. I also don't know how it works for the Steelers this year. And I honestly, I kind of expected them to look at a quarterback in the draft. I know they drafted Mason Rudolph in 2018, and it was a third-round pick. and But I... I mean, I think we, we found out what you have in Mason Rudolph last year, no? Yeah, uh, you know, a lot of people are going, hey, he's not a bad backup. I'm going to tell you this. If he's your backup, I want Ben Hurt because give me Mason Rudolph because uh, we're going to pummel him. Uh, that... Right, that's what I'm saying. I think, like, I think they found out last year that, sure, Mason Rudolph might be a good backup uh, if he has to come in and play a game, but... Ben's old, and Ben's been getting his ass whooped for a few years now. Like you're, like you're saying, I would think that you'd look for the answer. Mason Rudolph, I don't think is the answer. No, I, I wonder if they're a sneaky Aaron Rodgers team. They, they could be. Look, that that there's the big thing for the Steelers for me right now is they need that rookie quarterback contract to kind of retool a little bit. Uh, I think this was just an all or nothing year for Ben. They're gonna push with Ben towards the end. You know, worst case scenario, let's say it doesn't work, right? And they have an eight-win year again. And they go, Ben, what are we doing? And Ben goes, 
you know what? One more. Let's run it back. They're kind of push that carcass forward. But if Ben goes, I'm done. I believe there's a sigh of relief over there, and they can go. Tr- they can go try to fit a quarterback in in a rookie deal. They do pretty well. Um, they've got great talent on defense across the board, and a lot of it's young. So the reason why you need that rookie contract is because you want to pay that defense. So that whoever you pick on offense or is your quarterback is going to come into a situation with some established vets. Juju will be established. Um, you'll, you'll probably still have Connor in a lesser role on the offense. Uh, they sign Ebron, uh, which is a great pass catcher. Um, so the, the, to me, the Steelers are the... Uh, is that where Eric Ebron went? Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yep, yep. Look, I, I like what they've put together. and not. My only question is what's, what Ben are we getting, okay? He had non-contact injury surgery immediately. Does he come back and he's perfectly healthy? At what, 38, 37? I don't know. I don't know. I, I hope he lost some weight in all this time he had off, though, because you can't be 38 and fat as shit. That's not going to work. You look, you can't be 36 and 37 fat as shit and drop all the way to get to 38 and then play. Ben's style is to hang back there like a championship boxer, wait for his shot, and take it with full force. That just looks different at 38. Right, I'm with you. Shit, at 38, I'm not trying to stand in the pocket and take that hit. Fuck that. Yep. All right, let's move. Let's move to the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens had two big needs in the offseason: win a playoff game and draft middle linebackers. Uh, they cannot win a playoff game in the offseason. I'll have to wait an entire year painfully for that. Thank you. <laughs> um, but I think they hit this draft completely out of the ballpark. Uh, they get two linebackers that. If McQueen, if either McQueen, if Queen uh, or Hooker, either one turn out, th- that's what that defense needed. That's the only piece that I think they really need right now is a middle linebacker. They draft two. Uh, they they add. Uh, really, to me, it's going to be that Kamara Ingram one-two punch again, and Dobbins. I think that's. Oh, your- I was so mad to see Dobbins go there. You know, uh, Lamar doesn't have to take the ball and run as much if you add someone like Dobbins. There was uh, Ingram's a great running back, but he doesn't have the home run speed. They're, this team got faster in the offseason. Queen's fast. fast. Dub, faster. Dobbins is fast. Uh, uh, du, what is it? Duvaney? Du, I don't really know how to say it. Um, Duvernay, I think. Duvernay. Uh, he's fast as shit from the slot. This is a fast fucking team uh marquise brown is coming off a of foot surgery he's going to be better uh, to me they were a 14 win team last year and they got better yeah i, I don't have anything to argue with you yeah we we were talking during the draft and i mean you got the guy you wanted and then proceeded to get all the guys you needed after that. So, I mean, like you said before, it's a crapshoot. Not all these players are going to end up being good. But I think the Ravens put themselves in a pretty good position to have a few players turn out to be good. Yeah, I, they drafted Miles Boykin last year, so he could you know, he could still round the corner in year two. So, uh, in my opinion, they need either Boykin or, or the wide receiver they draft this year to turn out, DuVernay. Um, they either need one of their these linebackers they drafted to turn out, and then they need one of those interior linemen to turn out. And if that happens, and, and if, if they get half, 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 which would be a, a good draft, uh, which the Ravens do, 
then this team is going to be very fucking good again. Uh, and, and they'll need to get over that playoff hump, but you first got to win 16 games. So, you know. Right. Hey, I liked what they did in the third round. They took the, the kid from Texas A&M, the D-lineman, uh, Matabuke. Oh, I yeah. He's a freak. Putting him next to Calais Campbell is some bullshit. Yeah, here's the thing. It's going to be a, a healthy rotation because it's going to be him next to Williams, next to Campbell, with Wolf in there as well. Uh, Judon coming off the edge in a real big prove-it year. Um, I, I don't know. Jesus, fuck. I know. It's a big, you know, look, when we played the Titans, there were a couple problems. Five turnovers is never going to win you a game. Uh, or three turn Three turnovers is never going to win you a game. Uh, and you need to, if you're if you're gonna turn the ball over, you got to be able to stop the other team's offense, which we 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 couldn't do. We couldn't stop Henry. So what do you do? No, it was the Derrick Henry show. It was Derrick Henry show. So what do you do? You go out and you get two middle linebackers to end that, and you get bigger on the defensive line. You upgrade to Calais. You you add the guy to Texas. You know uh, Texas. Man, I, I was telling you a couple weeks ago when we did whatever pod that was i don't remember exactly which episode it was but i was telling you it looked like the ravens were gearing up to have to see henry again and the draft showed that that is accurate yeah they didn't have a problem facing the passing teams i mean look at our secondary it's three all pros <laughs> it's it's humphreys you're you, i mean from a passing perspective uh we had to use earl thomas in a blitz package i'm going to be glad that they can get him out of there and put him back as a roaming center fielder you're going to go Humphrey, Peters, and Jimmy Smith all return. Tavon Austin returns from injury. It was a great shutdown corner in the slot. Your only problem was the fact that your front seven was C-plus at best. And now you, you upgrade with an all-pro in Calais Campbell. Uh, two, uh, one looks like star linebacker. Uh, you get a big, long defensive tackle. You add another vet in Derek Wolf. You have Judon back for another year. Uh, Everything that I said, you know, if they could just fix these things as a wish list, they did. And then they got faster on offense. So, (laughs) you know, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, there's no complaint for a Ravens fan after this draft and after this offseason. I feel like you guys have hit every single target that you needed to hit. And now it's going to be about whether Lamar can do it again. Yep, uh, and they also, last I checked, they have a chance to start an entirely, uh, you know, if Dobbins is your running back, um, there's a chance they can start an entire team on offense on their draft picks, all on rookie deals. That is amazing. Yeah. See, that's the thing about the Ravens is they're so young. At least the offense is so young. Uh, I'm not too sure about the ages that you have over there on defense, but that offense, they look... It, looks like they could be around for the next five years easy yeah and the offense uh the defense you know Humphreys is about to hit Marlon Humphrey is about to hit he keeps saying Humphreys Humphreys about to hit uh his fifth year he's going to get extended he's coming into his fourth so fifth next year uh Peters is younger Peters hasn't been in the league that long um you know the rest of that team now is is filled with young talent the corners are young uh, the safeties are old, <laughs> and and the line the line is up there too now with Calais Williams, uh, Judon. Like I said, just coming off his uh, rookie contract, so uh, they 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 have some future holes to fill. But right now they look settled. Agreed. All right, let's slide down. 
to the AFC South. Let's start with uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I won't spend a whole lot of time on them. We'll do some catching up here. Uh, my notes yeah, next to them. Don't torture me too much, Jackson. Yeah, my notes next to them say toilet. Uh, they are a toilet. They uh, love. So here's a sneaky thing about the Jaguars. You know, they're phenomenal at drafting players. The only thing they're better at doing than drafting players is getting rid of them. Yeah, you know, the thing that I I was saying to the people I was watching the draft with um, was that Jacksonville, every single year, they're they're on a repetitive kind of yeah. uh, loop where they draft all-pro defensive player. Defensive player becomes all-pro. <laughs> and then they trade said player. And so then they draft the replacement. Yep. So they, they had A.J. Bouye, they had um, Jalen Ramsey, they got rid of both of them in the last year, and here comes C.J. Henderson. Yep, and then they want uh, – I think they have a lineman with the name – it might be Josh Allen, uh, who last year, defensive lineman, great, phenomenal. Yeah, 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 Allen, he's nasty. Nasty. They did it again. Now, now Ngakwe wants out and Fournette wants out. I just – something in that room, that building is so fucking toxic that they, they can't stand talent. Let's move along, though. Uh, let's flip up to another team that – I don't know if they want to be the Jaguars, but Deshaun Watson won't let them. Uh, the Houston Texans, again, have talent, can't hold on to the talent, get fleeced with trades. I don't know what this team's doing in the offseason. Uh, I, I don't know what, um, I don't know how you trade for Tunsil and don't negotiate the contract then because now they've got you by the balls because of the, what you gave up in the trade. Uh, so, again, uh, this is Bill O'Brien. Lack of uh, GM accountability is going to be the eventual downfall. I think this is it. I think this is a season they miss the playoffs and Bill O'Brien gets fired in the middle of neck in the middle of two years from now. Deshaun Watson's got to be looking at Bill O'Brien like, bro, what the fuck? Like, what do you want from me? <laughs> they they I know. follow up trading DeAndre Hopkins with drafting a D tackle, a D end. They got a fourth round offensive tackle. Uh, their last pick, they they spent to try and help Deshaun Watson with a fifth round receiver. So uh, I'm not really sure what Bill O'Brien's doing over there, but I hope that he keeps the job for a long time. Uh, he, he's actually. I agree with what you're saying, though, that the the fall off is coming. Yeah. Uh, I think that we started seeing signs of it last year, and DeAndre Hopkins covers up a lot or covered up a lot on that offense is as you know you could throw the ball wherever in his area code and he's coming down with it nothing against watson but deandre hopkins definitely made a few plays that nobody on that roster is about to make this season so i'm, I'm interested to see how they're going to score points yeah i don't see will it fuller can't stay on the field for more than four games in a row love will fuller but he's never out there so i don't really know what their plan is i think it's a team that falls you know pretty far off uh, let's slide over to the Indianapolis Colts. Um, this is a one-year championship window where they go, we were a competitive team for most of the last year. If we just had a quarterback that could put us over the edge, we can make it. And with that selection, we pick Phillip Rivers. Uh, they get DeForest Buckner to sure up some of their defensive problems. Uh, they trade their first-round pick for him. They sign Phillip Rivers. They have weapons. What do you think? The Colts, it's hard to hate what the Colts do because it seems like they continuously draft pretty well. Um, they 
they didn't have their first round pick because they traded it for DeForest Buckner. So let's just call Buckner their first round pick. Yep. They got Michael Pittman, a receiver out of USC in the second round, and Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin, both big-time offensive players in college. Uh, They did draft a quarterback, Jacob Eason, in the fourth round. I'm not putting too much stock into that. Nope. I know they they still have Brissett backing up up Rivers. So, honestly, I think that this is going to be a boom-or-bust scenario for the Colts, and I think that that's how they want it. Either Phillip Rivers does his thing and you end up in the playoffs, you're back, you know, the the fans can be happy, you make some money. We know they're not going to win a Super Bowl, but, you know, they can bring some excitement back in the building. Or Phillip Rivers is complete ass and you end up with one of the top picks to select a franchise quarterback in a draft that has a couple. So I, I think they're either... They're either going to be a playoff team or a, a low lottery team, and I think that's the way they want it because it's really a win-win for them. If you end up with your franchise quarterback because Rivers could only get you four wins, I would call that a win. Yes. Uh, my, my problem is if you think Phillip Rivers is going to be you know, the guy that takes you up a notch, uh, you're not going to get a good draft pick. You're going to have to trade more assets to get up into a draft to get – uh, a, a, you know, that wide, that quarterback of the future. But we'll see, you know, that, that's another landing spot for either Cam Newton, maybe, uh, Aaron Rodgers. There are some options. So we'll see what you Andy know, decides to do. I want to say do. this about the Colts before we move on. I, I'm interested to see how the Rivers experiment goes because I know that they have a good offensive line. They probably have the best offensive lineman in the league with Quinn Nelson. But I felt like Jacoby Brissett still had to be mobile back there last year. Now, he's not taking off and running for 15, 20 yards. You know, he's not even running for the 10-yard gain. But he was moving around in that pocket. Rivers is a statue. So, yes. I, I'm wondering how that, that's going to work for them. The Colts line is really, really good at run blocking. I don't know how good they are at pass protection. Uh, Rivers is a statue. Um, and, and uh, you know, honestly... I think this turns out to be the a terrible division. I think you guys will represent this division in the playoffs, but you tell me which one of these teams scares you. If you had to play one of these teams three times, which one can't you beat at least twice? Uh, history suggests that it's the Colts. The Colts have been the Titans' kryptonite for forever. Yeah, that was more of an Andrew Luck thing than it was a Colts thing. You know, like last year they didn't have too many problems against Jacoby Brissett, but again, that's Jacoby Brissett. Um, but the Texans gave them fits last year, so I, I don't know. I don't like the Texans personally, but they just didn't perform that well when they played against Houston in either game last year, and so I, I guess Houston is the scarier team. Because uh, Deshaun Watson can pull wins out of his ass. I'm not that worried about Rivers. I mean, Rivers might end up with a 10, 11, 12 win season. Who knows, you know? But Watson scares me a lot more than Rivers does. All right, so let's take it on to the Titans. Why don't you go ahead with this one? All right, so I think the last part we were discussing what we wanted out of the draft for our teams. Uh, the Titans are my team, if you haven't picked that up by now. But... 
I think I said that in the first round I needed a corner. Now, they didn't get a corner in the first round. They ended up with an offensive tackle, Isaiah Wilson from Georgia. But they did get one of the top corner prospects, Christian Fulton, in the second round. So as soon as I saw the Fulton pick, now I'm very okay with going offensive line first round. Um, Apparently, Wilson was the back end of the highly rated tackles so i'm glad that they went and addressed that right tackle hole that conklin left in the first round um i can't say i was ecstatic when they made the pick for wilson in the first round because this team has poured so many assets into the offensive line in the last few years i wanted to see them go in another direction but once they got Fulton in the second i was suddenly okay with everything they followed that up with getting a a lightning to derrick henry's thunder Uh, with a quick shifty back Darrington Evans out of Appalachian State. Uh, And then they went depth the rest of the way. So I I was pretty happy with the draft, honestly. Now we wait to see if Clowney comes to Tennessee. Yep. And and that's been rumored. Uh, Look, I think you guys took care of the positions you needed to. This is going to be the Tannehill, uh, Derrick Henry round two. Uh, I've lost any room to talk shit, uh, so I have to hold my tongue. Um... But I think this I think this team wins the division. It's a 10-win team. Uh, I think that's about what they'll be able to accomplish, 10-11 wins. Uh, they've got, in, in my opinion, if they sound cl- clowny, that'll, that'll tie up the defense into a really hard-nosed, thumping team. Um, we'll see what the back end looks like again. Uh, you know, the tackle situation, uh, you've got a replacement for Jack Conklin. Um, right tackle, uh, guy looks like a mauler. So, you know, I, I, I like what this team did. Again, you were able to kind of let the draft come to you and still draft for need from the top of the board. Yeah, what I liked about the draft is that the team clearly has an identity of, like, do we want to punch you in the mouth up front with Derrick Henry in this offensive line, and then we want to hit you with play action over the top. So I, I thought that they stayed true to themselves with, drafting a tackle who's a mauler in the run game and then drafting the the speedy back that comes from the same blocking scheme that that the titans run i thought that they they doubled down on their identity and i like that i think that wraps us up for the afc got any parting thoughts yeah, I have one last thought. So the Titans, with their seventh round pick, they took a project quarterback. His name's Cole McDonald. I just want you to go on YouTube. If you're listening to this, go on YouTube and just search Cole McDonald and just look at him. Just look at the quarterback that these guys drafted in the seventh round. Now he has, he had, he had some. He's a white guy, big, tall white guy with some extremely long blonde dreadlocks, and I thought that that was funny. He's cut the dreadlocks off. I'm guessing the pre-draft process, <laughs> all the old heads yeah. told him, oh, you want to look like a professional. You got to cut the dreadlocks. You know how that shit goes. But he looked like a badass out there throwing touchdowns with dreads swinging from his helmet. <laughs> look. That's all I've got. Just I'll look, look him up when we're done with this. I'll look him up. I'll give him, I'll give him a, a Google. Anytime you take a quarterback that late, it's really just fodder. I guess he'd be your backup though, right? Yeah, the, the current backup's uh, Logan Woodside. I don't know who Logan Woodside is <laughs> okay. outside of being on the Titans. I was so, going to ask yeah, you that. I would, okay. I would say this guy's competing for that job. Okay, perfect. All right, well, that wraps it up. A couple things we have coming up. we got the MJ doc next week. Also, towards the end of next week, or, or actually it'll be over the weekend, uh, May 9th, the NFL's releasing their schedule, so we'll do a breakdown on that. 
Uh, we've also got some interesting what if NBA scenarios that we're we're gonna we're gonna debut probably next week. We can tailor that into the MJ doc. Um, if the NBA season picks up, what's it going to look like? Thanks for tuning in to Pick and Play Podcast. Uh, Leo, where can everyone find you? You can find me at Pick and Scroll. Pick the letter N. Scroll on Twitter. Uh, and you can also now find my work on pickandscroll.com, all lowercase. Uh, if you go to my Twitter, you'll see a link there probably within the next day. Uh, I'm working, or I just started a series that I'm going to call uh, State of the Franchise, where I pretty much just run down what every franchise is looking like at this point, heading into next season. Uh, so the first post you'll see is about the Titans, because that's the team that I'm the most interested in. But you should see more in the future. And as always, you can find us on Spotify, Pick and Play, all on Spotify. You can find me on Twitter, Pick and Play 37. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. All right, man. See you next time. All right. It'll probably... Ah, fuck. Come on. Let me stop.